look around. The world around us is not natural. As far removed as natural as can be. People spend the entirety of their day away from the sunlight, you know, or if they're in the sun, but they got their clothes on or sunscreen on, uh, you got uh, so not enough light during the day. You got too much blue light at night. You're off of the the actual earth, so you're not grounded and not connected to the earth. The food that you eat, mo- most people are still eating non-organically produced food. So it's full of pesticides, herbicides, chemicals, or the processed foods. Mm-hmm. It's full of, again, chemicals and chemicals. So you don't live in the natural world. So to think that a natural approach is enough in a non-natural world, in the modern world, is a little bit, I'm, I'm afraid to say, naive. Welcome back to another episode on Find Joy with Joyen, the podcast that is all about helping you live and lead a life with joy. I'm your host, Joyen Chan. And every Wednesday, we are giving you access to the world's best and brightest minds in their fields on our show. Listen in as these leaders impart their wisdom, inspiration, and stories to empower you to live joyfully with intention, passion, and purpose, and celebrate the struggles and overcome the challenges we may face each day with the tools and insights that we are going to share with you. Whether you are looking to improve your relationship, find your passion, learn how to embrace the present moment, deepen your spiritual connection, or learn the magic of manifestation and law of attraction to attract more abundance, this podcast is here to guide you every step of the way. As your host, I am also challenging myself to dig deeper to learn and unlearn and write along with you. We are not here to tell you how to live your life because it is your life. But this life is all that we have right now. So my friend, why not live our life to the fullest? So I hope these conversations and stories will guide and inspire you to live your life to your highest potential and a life that you are proud of as you continue to grow and evolve in your own journey. So if you are ready to start living a more passionate, purposeful and joyful life, join us every Wednesday on Find Joy with Joyen for inspirational stories, powerful message, fun conversations and empowering talks with me and my special guests and friends. And now without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Our guest today is a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and author of the book Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy. His health research covers many areas including autism and children's health, pregnancy preparation and recovery, and optimizing health and longevity. He uses advanced lab testing to identify hidden metabolic and health imbalances and teaches clients how to use diet, supplementation, detoxification, stress reduction, sleep optimization, and other strategies to address chronic health issues and transform their health. He's here today to empower you to live a healthier, longer, and better life. So guys, help me in welcoming the Certified Biteco Breeding Instructor, PN1 Nutrition Coach, Grow Baby Practitioner, DNA Fit Channel, and the host of two podcasts, Christian Yordanov. Hi, Christian. Welcome to the show. Hi, Joyan. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. That was one of the hardest bio that I have ever read on my show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot of words, like there's like totally like a lot of terms mm. that are like totally new to me because I'm mm. not really uh, well-educated, I would say, in terms of health and, you know, um, nutrition. The thing is, um, so I always do my research on my guests. And when I was doing my research, I saw that on your website, you did a detox workshop mm-hmm. and that caught my attention. So I actually watched a video. You talk about like, how do you know if you have some, you know, toxic exposure and the uh, general risk factors include things like being a human, living and breathing, <laughs> living yeah, and yeah. Yeah, working in traffic. I was like, that seems almost impossible to not put ourselves at risk, right? So yeah. Talk to us about first, why is that important and in the modern world? And then we'll talk about the how. Sure. I'll give you an example, right? So as I was telling you earlier, I've been to Singapore a couple of times on business trips. And one thing that struck me, so we we were in the hotel 
the hotel was very close to the the office of the company I was working for, and we would walk. And I saw a lot of people were just walking to work in Singapore, and there's a lot of traffic around you. So during that walk to work, you were already getting exposed to a lot of car exhaust combustion byproducts and all sorts of other things like um, uh, uh, heavy metals from uh, the engines of the cars, tiny tiny amounts, but these. Um, Toxic exposures are, are small but cumulative. So on over the course of the day, we touch plastics, you know, the printer in, in the office um, or your your gym shaker bottle with your um, uh, protein shake. Uh, the paper receipts that we're given, I never touch paper receipts in the supermarket that they give me because that's the highest concentration of BPA, bisphenol A. So quick, already quick pro tip to everybody listening, don't touch Unless it's a big ticket item, you need to, like, let's say you're buying a laptop, grab the receipt by the corner, quickly fold it up, put it away somewhere away from you, and try to never touch it again unless you need it to, to do a return or whatever else. So the other thing that struck me in Singapore is because, at least the, the area we were staying in, kind of very close to the, the epicenter of it all, is people doing a lot of jogging. First of all, how are people jogging in 31 degrees Celsius with 99% humidity? If it was me, I would probably die there on the side of the road. I don't know how people do it. Um, but what struck me is people were jogging in traffic. This is another really something I, I highly discourage with my, my clients and my friends and family and whoever I see jogging that I know that will listen to me. I'm like, look, you're breathing in at a higher rate, faster pulse, so the turnover of, you know, breaths in breaths out is much greater so you're you're uh, you're getting more of this toxic exposure so these are just basic everyday things that we're doing mm. that uh, are just one small part of the many many like again i said dozens of small on on their own toxic exposures but in the cumulative grand scheme of things over the course of months years and decades as we yeah. live are are becoming very detrimental to people. That is why younger and younger people are sicker and sicker. And, um, uh, you know, nowadays even kids is already in, in their teenage years are, you know, obese or with diabetes. And uh, um, out, there's early onset Alzheimer's now and people in their 40s are getting it. And to a great extent, it's because of so much toxic exposure. That is not handled by the body. And the, the reason for that is poor nutritional status mm. what would happen eventually to what our happen? health or does it lead mm. to cancer or even some other serious issues well i think pretty much the research although not relatively compared to all the research being done on, on, on stuff out there not that much research has been done but the research that has been done on to on the various toxins um, is unequivocal that they're harmful to life be that, you know, mice, rats, or, you know, higher animals. So the way the way it would, uh, uh, toxic exposure affects us will be different for, for, for everybody because we have, uh, you know, variations in our genetics, in our environment, in our general health and stuff like that. So almost all symptoms and diseases have been correlated at the very least correlated to to um to toxic exposure if you just to to rattle off a few examples so gut problems all the all the gut problems right because a lot of toxins we we ingest them through the the chemicals in the food for example mm. skin problems immune system dysregulation and dysfunction things like asthma allergies okay. a lot of these toxins are immunotoxic like diesel exhaust particles, they can injure certain immune cells, cause an imbalance in the immune system. And when you imbalance the immune system, it's so tightly connected with the gut that the gut can get disrupted. And when you disrupt the gut, anything can happen in the body because the gut is, is like Hippocrates said thousands of years ago, all disease begins in the gut. And now the gut, because it's so tightly connected with the nervous system, you can also get nervous system type issues, right? And we're talking things like uh, at, the, at, at the most extreme uh, end of the spectrum would be things like 
um, you know, things like uh, multiple sclerosis or Alzheimer's disease, neurodegeneration. Mm -hmm. So very serious, very serious conditions. And then on the younger side of people, uh, things like autism, because I've written a book on autism, uh, toxins like heavy metals, for example, have been implicated in autism, uh, where higher levels of toxic metals were correlated with more symptom severity in autism. So how we, how the body breaks down when it's exposed to toxins is very much um, uh, dependent on where a person's weak links and weak organs are. And usually the weak links in the chain is where you will get some type of dysfunction. Um, so again, just to kind of summarize, literally any condition can, can be made worse by toxins it might they might not necessarily be causing it all every single time but mm-hmm. for sure they're going to be exacerbating and making it worse yeah okay so for someone like me like i mentioned i don't have a lot of knowledge in health and uh, nutrition how do we go about choosing the right lab tests there are so many out there and how do we then use it to help identify some of our health issues and you know sources of our health issues yeah, so with the clients at work, so generally it's best to, to leave the selection of the lab test to, to be recommended by okay. the practitioner because they'll know, for example, if someone comes to me and they clearly have some type of digestive function problem, yeah. let's say gas or bloating or pain or uh, intermittent constipation, if it's something gut-related, we probably want to do a stool test to check if there's any uh, harmful bacteria, parasites, protozoa, yeast like candida and so on present in the gut and then we can check other things uh, uh, um, that evaluate digestive function Um, if someone is coming with energy problems fatigue for example just general just general lack of quality of life Mm -hmm. for example then we do this uh, really awesome urine test called the organic acids test you just pee in a little container at home Call the courier. The courier comes to your house, picks it up, and then we get the lab lab work. The, the The results can tell us if you have yeast, candida, bacterial stuff. So again, gut stuff. But we check for um, B vitamin status, other nutrient status like coenzyme Q10, mm-hmm. antioxidants, and a few and a number of other things, including neurotransmitter uh, metabolism, things like dopamine, serotonin. Um, things like that. So with that, that, that's actually my favorite test. And when, when someone is coming with me with um, not a specific gut problem yeah. uh, or, or someone wants to optimize their health, I, I do work with clients that just want to like optimize mental performance or optimize physical performance. So in those cases, we, we run this test with, and we have a very sweeping uh, uh, look, a uh, broad look at the metabolism, energy production as well as a big one. And using that data, we then can uh, make some clinical decisions, you know, supplementation, dietary improvements. But um, so those would be my two favorites, the ones I use the most. In other cases, when, when we suspect, let's say someone is uh, maybe works in, in the heavy industry, uh, let's say a car mechanic or something like that, uh, or a welder, something more where metals are being used, then we can do maybe hair testing to check for toxic metals. Occasionally, if there's pretty severe of a health problem we can do more uh, specialized testing like testing for mold or mycotoxin uh, mycotoxins we can test for chemical toxicity but generally uh, the the couple of tests i mentioned stool testing or the organic acids test with a little bit of standard blood work uh, is fine and then sometimes with, especially with women sometimes we do a comprehensive hormone testing for the sex hormones so we see the estrogens all the different well most of the estrogens uh, the androgens like testosterone, how they're being metabolized, are they being metabolized down the healthy pathways? Also, the cortisol and the stress hormones that are uh, producing the adrenals. A lot of we were talking about this before we started recording, but um, a lot of busy professionals and entrepreneurs they're burning the candle at both ends, working really hard. So when whenever I run this hormone test on people, their cortisol, you know, the mm. stress hormone, yeah. is always through the roof. <laughs> And, and people are like, I can't sleep and I can't do this and I can't do that and my libido and my energy levels. And then when, I, when we show them this lab report, they're like, oh, now it all makes sense. My, 
my cortisol at night when it should be low is through the roof. My my testosterone is low. And because of that, my estrogen is like all out of whack. So when people see this, they start to understand the the decisions we make, especially when we are young and, and ambitious, may be more costly than we realize it at the time. Yeah, I can totally relate. Like you said, we talked about this before our chat. So let's let's go there. And because I uh, I share with you, most of my listeners, the entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or people just like, you know, running their own business or really like busy or professional. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thankful because they have time to listen to my podcast, right? So <laughs> how do we... Okay, so, and you know, uh, you share with me, you're also writing your third book, which is all about... Second, the sh- second book. Your, your, your second book. Shortcut to improving our health, you know. So, what would be your number one tip for all the entrepreneurs out there or busy professionals out there? The number one thing, it's it's hard to say what the number one thing okay. is, but so the, the book, and this is actually this is the first show that I've actually I'm honored. So yeah, that I've said that I'm I'm writing because I literally kind of very recently decided finally what my next project will be. Mm. So the book will be, uh, I'm not sure what it will, will be called exactly, but the working title is something like Shortcuts to Better Health, Longevity, and Mental Performance. Mm. So it sounds like too good to be true. How can yeah. you take a shortcut to not only better health, but also increase longevity and mental performance. Now, when it comes to mental performance, maybe you can take some phar- uh, pharmaceuticals or drugs or or stimulants to give you be- better performance. But generally, that's at a cost. You pay a cost. So when I'm when I talk about improving mental performance, I'm talking about improving it without a cost, without let's say not being able to sleep. So you should be able to sleep well, perform well, think well, you know, write or create or build or market or speak engage people work hard on your stuff go home or you know let's say you you work from home be the dad the mom go do your sport whatever you want to do uh and just be be a fully functional human without having to just drink coffees all day long and stuff like that not that it coffees i'm not that i'm against coffee or anything like that so there's a lot of things you can do but some of the shortcuts and i'm gonna share some of them and, and the reason I call them shortcuts is a little bit of, I guess, of a marketing term <laughs> just to, to engage people because we all, especially the busier you are, yeah. uh, the, the the more like you can't, like I have some clients that are busy. So I'm, I'm telling them, look, if you do me a favor in the app, in your client management app, track your diet or at least take pictures of your diet for uh, of your food that you're eating for a week. Help me understand how you're eating so I can help you optimize it. And they're so busy they don't have the time to do that. Wow. And it would literally take a minute or two minutes. Uh, sometimes, you know, you're eating, you can just take a quick picture and then yeah. uh, upload it at the end of the week, all of them at one go, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not that much work. But people think they don't have the time. Right. So those people seem to be the uh, the, the thing that seems to be easiest for them to do is if I tell them, take this supplement for this mm. specific purpose, they're like, I can do that. And you know what? I can take that, put it in my bag, take it to work or to the office or to the conference or when I'm on a trip. So taking supplements is one of the biggest ways that I found is to re, uh, sh- uh, shorten the journey to improve health outcomes, to improve mental performance and uh, all the other things, longevity, whatever, you wh- better sleep. With the right supplements and the right nutrients, you can... You can get a long ways there. And I'll give you one example, right? Yeah. So creatine, maybe I, uh, usually if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a guy and you hear creatine, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I used to take that when I was going to the gym a lot right. to build muscle. So when you hear creatine, it's a, one of the most uh, popular and studied supplements. And people, when they hear creatine, they think bodybuilders, yeah. you know, guys trying to build muscle, sports people. Yeah. But... If you look, if you do a simple Google search and say creatine, um, uh, if creatine's effect on IQ, you will see studies that show that cre- taking creatine improves things like cognitive function, short-term memory, and a number of other uh, markers of 
improved you know mental performance basically so something as simple as creatine which generally what it does is it it uh increases the reservoir mm. of quickly usable energy in the body mm-hmm. right and because the brain is one of the hungriest for energy the most um <clears throat> energy demanding or metabolically active organ in in the in the body if you add creatine to your uh, to your d- daily regime f- five grams a day three to five grams a day with a meal literally you can't it's as simple as that it does you don't have to time it or morning evening doesn't really matter so much as long as you do it every day you are supplying this short short burst type energy which is very very helpful for the gut of course the muscles we know but also for the gut other organs and the brain so they've done studies and generally people because creatine is, uh, is found in meat predominantly people that are vegetarian or they don't or vegan or don't yeah. eat much meat uh, and older people seem to have the best effect in terms of improvements right so if you already eat a lot of meat you might not feel the the same improvement from creatine but uh, most people seem to to feel an improvement as, uh, always a certain subset don't respond to a supplement so something as, as simple as creatine a simple you can get it in capsules to make it simpler but you can get it in bulk it's cheap in bulk you get a kilogram of it and one one teaspoon whether that's in your smoothie in the morning or just in a little glass of water with your lunch it's really that simple and you are literally improving almost all of the cells in your body's ability to 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 create energy and to do their jobs it's that simple so that's a little shortcut mm-hmm. that i like to use and with all my clients pretty much on you know again that's it's it's good for energy cognitive abilities or cognitive function and it's good for longevity when you when you, at the end of the day when you when you understand the mechanisms of giving the cells more energy having a bigger reservoir of the short term uh, short burst energy you are literally uh uh giving them the thing that they would otherwise make so they don't have to make creatine right. so that energy can be used for other things like detoxification repair and so on and so forth so that's one for example one simple thing everybody can do here mm-hmm. everybody listening can do that doesn't matter if you're young old small big vegetarian carnivore everybody sh- uh, or I should say most people will will feel the benefit from it some people like i said with all supplements don't respond there's a certain subset but most people will get a lot of benefit from it okay let's say if someone um because i do know some people they are they don't like to take supplements uh right and or they cannot afford it, right? Just, just for example. What would be your other suggestion for people who don't want to take uh, quarantine, but they want to improve their their energy, you know, or, you know, their mental clarity or performance? What would you, what would be your other suggestion other than taking supplement? Well, first of all, I would like to get to the bottom of why they don't like to take supplements. Why are they against supplements? I have some friends that are against yeah. supplements. And then I ask them and then uh, some of them will tell me things like, because it's not natural yeah. and I want to live naturally. I want to get my nutrition from food. And I tell them, look, that's look, that's all fine and dandy. I, I, lo- I love that. I wish I could do that. I wish we could all do that. But we, the world around us, Look, look around. The world around us is not natural. Yeah. It's as far removed as natural as can be. People spend the entirety of their day away from the sunlight, you know, or they're in the sun, but they got their clothes on or sunscreen on. Uh, you got uh, so not enough light during the day. You got too much blue light at night. Um, you know, you're you're off of the the actual earth so you're not grounded and not connected to the earth um the food that you eat uh mo- most people are still eating non-organically produced food so it's full of pesticides herbicides chemicals or the processed foods oh. it's full of again chemicals and chemicals so you don't live in the natural world so th- to think that a natural approach is enough in a non-natural world, in the modern world, is a little bit, I'm, I'm afraid to say, naive. So I, I always try to um, kind of 
understand what is the problem or is it because some people genuinely can't swallow a supplement or can't keep it down i've had people that tell me i want to puke after taking supplements so there's things around uh that we can change around that to improve that but if it's because you you think mm. it's not natural again look around you are driving a metal uh, uh machine to work <laughs> you know what i mean like you're you're talking to people on the other side of the world on, on this magic device. There's nothing natural about, about the modern world. And again, if you look at the toxic exposure that we're, um, uh, um, the yeah. toxins that we're being exposed to, that creates an, uh, uh, increases the burden on the body, which in increases our uh, demand, the body's demand for nutrients and um, energy. So, or, and, and minerals and vitamins are, so thinking about it this way, right? Let's say, Joanne, let's say you ate a perfect diet for you. Every single mineral, vitamin, amino acid, fat, carbohydrate. You, let's say you met all your requirements with your diet of 2,000 mm. calories today, right? But just because you're getting exposed to all the toxins, some of those nutrients and some of that energy, some of those amino acids and minerals and vitamins will need to be used to detoxify and repair the damage from those, let's say it's one or 2% of that is required. So you were eating a perfect diet, but because you have to do all this repair and other work that, that the modern world provides, unfortunately, you are now suboptimal in terms of your requirements for nutrients and everything else. So you're, let's say a 2% deficit. Now, if you're like that every single day, Eating a perfect diet, but 2% deficit because of the extra detoxification you need to do. Over a year, that 2%, how much would that compound? Over 10 years, over a lifetime. So again, this is why people are starting to experience a lot of diseases earlier and earlier because they're at a deficit. And some people are at much more than a 2% deficit. You know, 2% deficit, you would, you would be doing pretty well now, now in the modern world with a 2% deficit. So this is kind of my rationale why we have to add, we have to be in a state of serious abundance because even if you meet your RDAs, your recommended daily allowances, which are not designed for optimal health, they're designed to keep you alive and working the factory floor or whatever it is, you know? So the even if you meet the RDAs, which for many people is very difficult, you you are very likely not meeting your optimum levels that are required. So that would be my little rant about why supplements are actually so important in today's world. However, if someone is willing to, uh, to, 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 to make certain dietary mm -hmm. decisions uh, to imp improve their dietary intake, I am, this is always something I, I work on as well with, with clients, right? And my number one thing, and many people are not, still not doing this um, is liver eating if you're eating if you if you're not a vegetarian or a vegan and you eat animal products liver and other organ meats are one of the best sources of pretty much all the nutrients like liver has all the vitamins all the minerals and things that we haven't even discovered yet that are probably essential for life so liver Egg yolks are another very abundant source of B vitamins. There's some protein. There's some fats in there. Choline, which when it comes to um, optimizing brain health and mental performance, choline, which is again found in liver and egg yolks, is one of the, the most important nutrients, right? So eating egg yolks and liver supplies choline, which is used in in um, create the creation of a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine, which is involved in sort of this kind of memory and, and cognitive function and stuff like that. So in, in all the best neurotropic supplements used to, to boost brain health and, and mental performance, they're kind of based on choline, some derivative of choline, right? So liver, egg yolks, and then if you can tolerate organic, if you can get organic milk, full fat, maybe goat milk or cow's milk or lightly pasteurized organic pastured milk that's another great source of nutrients um and then you know it, making sure that your diet is organic i think so if you if you eat plenty of liver and egg yolks and enough protein and enough carbohydrates which a lot of people are not eating enough of especially women making sure the diet is organic so you're not getting toxins along 
with with it so you're not again you're not burning the body um, if you do those things and healthy eat, eat healthy fats as much as possible you you will be providing a lot of nutrients the the issue is that many people don't do those things or can't do those things and in those cases uh, that's when supplements can kind of fill that gap that people might have okay right so okay now my next question is like where do we start <laughs> you know because you know we can start with the um, nutrition we can start with the exercise or routine or you know but what is really for let's say someone who is like 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 th- that person comes to you right and she or he has no idea where to start so what would be the first step to help that person to really figure out what she or he needs or what she or he uh lacks in their you know body and then figure out the right mm-hmm. you know nutrition plan or meal plan or routine for them like what would be the first step sure so with my clients they they fill out some forms and we have that initial consultation and I've reviewed the forms so I can quickly zone in on their diet, lifestyle, yeah. uh, just um, uh, any health issues they're experiencing. So I can quickly identify if there's a lack of something or something that needs to be removed or improved in the in the diet, lifestyle and, and, and everything else um, uh, related to, to all of that. Um, so everybody is quite individual, yeah. but for the regular person or, or I guess for the for for most people i would i would say that the most important thing to start focusing on improving if you haven't started already yeah. that is is the diet okay. the diet uh is the number one thing because again if you're if you're like most people unfortunately still the the, the lar- very large majority of people that are not they're not investing in certified organic food or maybe they don't have access to certified organic food uh, or maybe they just haven't been taught yet the the value of organic food and the dangers of conventionally produced food. So switching to to organic food is probably the the most important thing I would recommend to people. Before you even start start investing in supplements, unless there's like a serious deficiency of something that is, you know, let, let's say vitamin D or B vitamins or or whatever else. Um, really improving the diet and with uh, uh, if you can do the water situation as yeah. well if you can improve that it would be ideal because at the end of the day we drink water every day we eat multiple times a day most of us um so this is a can be a great source of toxic exposure if if left to, to chance right and what i mean by that is i see too many people still drinking out of plastic bottles and uh, um you know products are labeled bpa free as if that means something i did a uh, uh, an episode on my podcast last last week or or it's coming out this week or something like that and anyway it's all about it's called bpa bpa free don't mean jack <laughs> there is no such thing and uh, there is no such thing as safe plastics so they removed bpa bisphenol a but there is also bisphenol b and i'm guessing c and d and e <laughs> I'm guessing that because because they the, right now the most prevalent are bisphenol S and bisphenol F are being used in plastics. So very very similar molecules, very similar sort of compound that is still uh, a very serious hormonal disruptor, endocrine disruptor. Mm-hmm. So no, the, all that to say, drinking out of plastic bottles is not really a very good solution. So as you can see, Joanne, yeah. here I have a. This cost two euro, which yeah. is two two dollars fifty glass bottle. So I bought six of these, and when when we leave the house, I have a reverse osmosis system that took less than an hour to install under my sink. It uh, cost about two hundred dollars equivalent, and um, I fill these bottles with with water before. Let's say we're going to the beach or the park, or even going to a restaurant or to see friends. I always have two, three bottles in my bag or in the car with pristinely clean water in a glass in glass bottles. So I built that habit. Most people can definitely, let's say you're at home, you invest $200 in a reverse osmosis system or at least a good filtration unit. Before you go to work, fill up a bottle or two, however much you need. Yes, it's a bit heavier. Yes, you have to carry it with you. But is I especially like look at like a hot country. If you're yeah. if you've got a plastic bottle and then you're out and it's in your bag and it's hot, how much how much of this 
these toxins, uh, endocrine disruptors are leaching into our water, right? So I don't want to, I don't want to leave that to chance. Maybe, maybe it's not that much, maybe it's some, but I can definitely get a plasticky taste from, uh, you know, once you switch to drinking normal good water, you can really taste just uh, even from a Brita jug. So that's one thing, if, if you can sort that out along, and one more thing I'll add is, if you can invest, it's under $50 or under $100 or thereabouts to, to buy a simple to install shower filter. That's another area where most people are lacking is, you get this, it's a, it's a filter, you screw it on, you, you unscrew your shower head, you screw this filter on, and then you screw back on the shower head. Takes five minutes. May, you might need some Teflon tape as well when you're buying it. Um, five minutes now, you're greatly reducing the chlorine that's hitting your skin and also hitting your, your bathroom floor, that causing it to evaporate into the air and you're breathing it in. So if you can remove that, that small exposure that accumulates every day because we all shower almost every day probably. Um, so get that, get the or reverse osmosis system. Get the shower filter for about $250, $300 it will cost. And then look to start buying as much as possible certified organic or wild-caught foods. Or um, if you can find farmers that you know how they grew or raised the food, that would be ideal. I think the best plan is to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much, right? Well, because it's, it's good uh, information. But again, someone like me with a busy entrepreneur must be thinking, oh my God, I, like, where do I find a time to do all this thing? No, I'm just kidding. So so, the best idea is to You know, uh, jo- Joanne, I'll, I'll tell you though, like I, I work with a lot of busy people. Yeah. And the, the at first, maybe the first month or two, we might meet a bit more often, maybe once every three weeks. But after after that, we meet once a month, generally for like 25 to 45 minutes. And we work usually for six to nine to 12 months together. And we meet once a month. And these people in, in three, four months, all of these things I'm talking about, they become second nature. It just takes, you know yourself, it takes a month to build a habit. Yeah. So it, it, I, I know I'm throwing a lot of information out there, but... You know, if, if you every week, let's say, okay, this week I will buy the reverse osmosis system. Yeah. Next week I'll just switch all my all my fruits to organic. The next week after, oh, let me order that shower filter. The next week, oh, you know what? Let me get an air filter for for the bedroom, mm-hmm. a pure air purifier. And if you do it systematically, a year from now you look back and like, wow, I could I could start coaching people how to do all this stuff. You know? Wow. Yeah. That that's true. Yeah. Because. We get overwhelmed because we, we want to do everything all, all at once, right? We want to change it, we want to change that, change our diet, go exercise, you know, carry water bottle, um, but you yeah. do one thing at a time, right? Well, of course, yeah. the ideal scenario is to change everything all at once, but most people Ideally, don't have yeah. the luxury to do that. And so the last thing yeah. I want to talk about is about sleep because I feel like sleep is often overlooked and it's crucial for our mm. overall health and well-being. So do you have some tips or insights that you want to share on sleep? Because we, we sleep sure. every day, you know? Oh, yeah. This is a, a, another one of those things that it, it sleep and stress is, are very tightly correlated. Yeah. If you're very stressed in the evening because of high cortisol and, and other stress hormones, your sleep will be affected. At the same time, if your sleep is affected, it's likely that the next day you will not be as productive and likely you will be more stressed, more cranky. You will probably it will be harder to be disciplined about, let's say, going to the gym or eating better, or eating, selecting higher quality foods. So it's extremely important to interrupt that vicious cycle if somebody is in it. Now, there's a lot of things um, uh, we can do to, to, to do that. I, um, I've had sleep problems in the past and my wife has, has had sleep problems. So... I, we, we've gotten really, really good in terms of sleep environment. So there, there's three, three or four different things here that we, we can kind of yeah. quickly, quickly touch on. So you got your sleep environment, you got your sleep hygiene, mm. you got your supplements that can enhance sleep. I, I love I'm just I'm such a supplement nerd that I can <laughs> cannot help myself talking about supplements. And then we also have the uh, meal timing. This is actually quite important. So I'll actually start there. So a lot of people, they think if they don't eat carbs in the evening, 
they're going to burn more fat, right? Or if they eat carbs in the evening, that car, that, all that sugar yeah. is going to get stored as fat. So that's really bad. And it's it's the the good a good way to to stay trim is to you know eat carbs in the morning when you're using your energy and then don't eat carbs at night right yeah. or some people will do intermittent fasting and they might like eat for 6 or 8 hours and then uh, you know fast the rest of the time now the problem ca uh, that can happen let's say you eat you eat your dinner at 6 yeah and let's say you eat carbs let's say you eat a normal dinner with all everything carbs fat protein and then you go to bed at let's say 10 o'clock that's been four hours already. Now, when you ate those carbs, you filled up your liver with, with glucose, glycogen, as it, it's stored. It's what it's called. And that glycogen, the liver will use to maintain your blood sugar. So what will happen is after a few hours of not eating, you kick into the liver is, is using this stored glucose as glycogen to maintain your, um, your blood sugar. Very important. Otherwise, you can fall into a coma. And it's very important for the blood sugar to be maintained. If the liver starts doing that and starts running, and no glucose is coming in from the food, and the, the liver starts running lower on glycogen, it kicks into a process to start producing glucose. And one of the ways this happens is by raising cortisol. So it's a, it's kind of a stress response. So let's say it's, 10 o'clock, you went to bed, you ate, you ate dinner at 6, 11 o'clock, you're asleep. Yeah. But now your, your liver is running low on glucose, so it has to start making glucose. Your cortisol, your stress hormones go up and you kick into it. And sometimes people that wake up a couple of hours after falling asleep or having trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, it's because they're in a stress mode because they didn't eat enough carbs close to bedtime and usually I, when I tell those people uh, have a, a glass of milk or even a glass of organic fresh pressed orange juice or a big tablespoon of honey half an hour before bed they, they're like wow geez first time I did it the first time and I slept like a baby <laughs> and then after that I kept sleeping so sometimes with people that is all that is required to fix a sleep problem because they're waking up because they're in a stress cortisol sort of cascade to maintain their blood sugar. So that's one thing that can happen. Um, now, in terms of sleep hygiene, I'm talking about blue light exposure predominantly and what you're doing the, the couple of hours before sleep. Obviously, if you're going to be watching horror movies without blue blocking gl glasses, bad idea. If you're going to be doing techno music, dancing and whatever else, bad idea. Drinking coffee, bad idea. So, Things what we want to be calming down, no news, no sort of negativity, maybe read a book, listen to a nice pot, maybe listen to your podcast, something relaxing, uh, uh, positive mm. and, um, you know, meditation, light stretching, no, you know, no crazy uh, uh, exercise. exercise that, yeah. Yeah. But some movement is totally, totally fine. And then sleep environment. I think most people know the room has to be cool, mm. dark. Perhaps not, not not all people like it completely pitch black, but you know, dark, quite dark. Um, what I another pro tip is we have we use red lights. If you go to Amazon, you, uh, most people can find uh, red LED light bulbs for a few bucks. So at night, a couple of hours before bed, we switch off the regular blue kind of regular standard yellow lights and we switch to red lights, and that's that's um much less disruptive to the to the circadian rhythm so that's another part of sort of sleep hygiene slash sleep environment so we do that make sure making sure that your phone is on airplane mode and away from you and anything that's plugged in let's say you have a a, a lamp yeah. that's plugged in you don't want things near your head that are plugged into the sockets because they create electromagnetic fields that can with certain more sensitive people can actually be um for example my wife is one of those people she cannot sleep next to uh, something like that's plugged in because of that field wow. uh is disturbing yeah yes and and there's even more sensitive people than that they, that just get sick being next to let's say like a refrigerator or something mm -hmm. like that um the little things like that can again things like that can accumulate and wreck you so let's say you you don't eat enough carbs with dinner 
uh, or you think you're going to burn more fat if you skip dinner. And then uh, let's say uh, you, you're on your phone until until bedtime or you're watching the news or and then, uh, you know, you're getting blasted with a lot of blue light. <laughs> and then the room is too hot. It needs to be cool. You know, like all those kind of the, the bed environment needs to be optimized. So if you have these five things not optimized, I'm not surprised if you're not having, you know, optimal sleep. So those would be the best ones. And then uh, supplements, just briefly, my favorite ones are they're basically amino acids. Mm-hmm. So stuff that you can get in, in your protein, but um, in a, I use them in a targeted approach. So my favorite would be glycine, the amino acid, which is also good for detoxification. It boosts your detoxification. It's actually good for your skin and staying youthful longer because glycine is part of collagen. And collagen, uh, obviously the skin, the joints, and even the bones, I think 40% of bone tissue is collagen. So adding glycine to your diet uh, not only helps with detoxification, supporting collagen, deto- uh, I already said detoxification, um, supporting you know bone health, this kind of other stuff, but also they've done studies where three to four grams of glycine before bed improves sleep. So that's another sleep aid that we can use. And then there's another one called GABA, gamma amino butyric acid, G-A-B-A, GABA. That's another good one. That is, it's an inhibitory amino acid. And about 500 milligrams for most people is enough. It just kind of, it almost gives you a little bit of a feeling like after having a a glass of wine because alcohol and GABA, they work, uh, alcohol works on the GABA receptors in the brain. The GABA is a neurotransmitter, right? So GABA can kind of give you that kind of sedated feeling without the negative effects of alcohol. And uh, uh, yeah, those those two would be my favorite. Another, actually another one is a mineral, a very important mineral that most people's diets are deficient in is glycine. Uh, I mean, sorry, magnesium. <laughs> and uh, the, the best form for sleep is magnesium glycinate. Mm-hmm. It's a chelated of magnesium. So you're getting magnesium and a little bit of glycine. So two, 300 milligrams of that with dinner. Some of my clients, actually one of my clients, um, he started taking that with dinner. And a few days later, he was emailing me. He said, um, Oh my God, my wife was poking me in the middle of the night. She thought I had died. I was sleeping so deeply <laughs> just because of the, gly- uh, the magnesium glycinate. Okay. So I'm like, oh, it probably means you were a little bit um, magnesium deficient in that case. So good that we started. Well, thank you so much for sharing all these information and tips and yes. insights. I mean, I personally learned a lot from today's episode from you and I'm sure my listeners, they are as well. And so now tell my listeners before we go to the final um, uh, section of our podcast, which which always do. We have a final five rapid fire question, but now tell my listeners where they can find out, you know, more about you or connect with you or even work with you or maybe do you offer like free consultation with people? Of course, yeah. So um, my website is christianjordanov.com, just my name. If you Google my name, it should come up. And uh, I offer a, a free intro call with people. So I, I help... Generally, most of my clients have some type of fairly complex chronic health problems, but I also work with people that want to optimize health, optimize longevity, or some type of performance, be that sports performance, athletic type stuff, or mental performance. I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of research on improving mental performance, and uh, I, in fact, it helped. Like my use of a. Uh, uh, Cognitive enhancing aids allowed me to write my first book in eight months. Uh-huh. It was, and it's a three hundred page page book with a lot of research, uh, hundreds of uh, scientific studies there. So it was, the, I believe the only thing that allowed me to do that was a lot of coffee, a lot of free time, of course, and my my ability to use cognitive enha- to enhance my cognition using mm-hmm. again supplements and other lifestyle interventions. So I help people with all of those things. Um, and uh, anybody that's interested in understanding how I can help them in their specific situation, they can go on my website, schedule a free call, and then we can take it from there. All right. So, guys, yeah, uh, I'll put all his links in the show notes below. But for now, we always end with our final five rapid fire questions. So every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. Okay. These are all the questions that I ask all my guests at the end of the show. Awesome. So first question is, what is one thing you wish you knew earlier? 
the importance of reducing toxic exposure and detoxification. Awesome. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? I would never touch a drop of alcohol. Definitely killed a lot of productivity uh, over the, you know, when I was younger. We all do. Uh, the third question is, what is something you're trying to learn or curious about right now? It's a, it's all health related. Mm, okay. Is there a particular research that you are, particular area that you are interested in right now, maybe for your next book? Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is quite interesting. Uh, the role of the of serotonin in the body. It's not what we've been told. Wow. Let me know when you have a next book. We can have you back on the show and we can talk about that. Now, if you have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say? Learn the importance of reducing toxic exposure and detoxification. <laughs> I love how consistent you are with your answers. It's important. <laughs> yes, I know. I get how important it is. <laughs> I love it. Now, the last question is, what brings you joy? My, my daughter... And Aww. and my family and, and and being out there outside in the sunshine with my dog, these things. Oh, that's beautiful. Awesome. All right, guys. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode. Just like me, go follow Christian. Go to his website. You know, book a call with him where he shares more with you um, and explore. You know how you can improve your health, improve your um, productivity and mental clarity if you are an entrepreneur especially and you will find all the links in the show notes below including all the resources that we have for you in today's episode and to connect with me follow me on Instagram at joyan.chan to see what I'm up to and we release new episodes every Wednesday so make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode with me and my awesome guests and I will always leave you the same way as I leave with every other episode show up the world needs you and you need you Thanks for listening and I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead. Thank you again for tuning to Find Joy with Joy and Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support this podcast in one of three ways. One, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your IG story and tag me at findjoyjoyan underscore podcast so I can repost and connect with you. Two, Share this podcast with a friend or a family member. And three, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and reach more listeners worldwide. Make sure you also subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode coming Wednesday. Thanks for being here and I will see you soon in the next episode.